So I've really been wanting to know, Dawn, how the patent is coming on your first ever invention. Yeah, I, I'm still working on filling out the application. Um, <laughs> so this past Tuesday, I got to show my latest invention. Well, it's my first invention, but I, I have to imagine there'll be more to come. Um, it's the guilt-free timer. Yeah. And so you set the timer and you can declutter whatever you want guilt-free for that amount of time. How did you come up with this? How did I come up? I, well, oh, I know what it was. I was going back and forth if it should be a coupon or a timer because I'm like, I could print, I could make a printable coupon for everyone to like declutter like 10 things free of guilt or whatever, <laughs> like free pass, use this, this coupon um, to declutter stuff without guilt. And I'm like, okay, I like that, but it's a little limiting. Like how right. can we expand it? And then I'm like, I, I saw my egg timer on the shelf and I'm like, oh, the timer. You could get rid of a lot of stuff in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm just imagining one of those moments like later at night where you get a little punchy. Like yes. I sometimes think I'm so funny, I know. you know, and I, I could just see Dawn like laughing in her kitchen. Like, ah, this is it. I was like literally laughing when I went to record the video. Cause okay. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty silly, but sometimes we just have to look at things differently. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we just need permission to let things go. So let's talk about that today. Welcome to the Minimum Mom Podcast. Today, Dawn is joined by her twin sister, Diana, to talk about faith and simple living. Isn't it remarkable the emotions we can feel when we go to declutter stuff? Oh, the, we watch you and we think, awesome, got it. And then we go to do it and we're like, but do I need it? I right. like it. I, this was mm -hmm. part of my history. Maybe I want to keep it. Yeah. And it just all kind of falls apart from there. I even just saw a comment in our Facebook group today uh, from a gal who said, I just took a huge load to the donation center. Does anyone feel anxious after they leave wondering did I get rid of anything that I needed? Yeah. And I'm like, totally. And yeah. I love uh, a therapist we used to have on the radio with us, uh, Jim. He would say, let's play the worst case scenario game. And so a gal actually commented and she said, I bet there's nothing in there you couldn't replace for 20 bucks. And so yeah. I was like, yeah, huh, okay. And, but we do, we play these like tricks and these games and we're like, well, it, there's the $20 rule and there's the one year rule and, and all these different things. But at the end of the day, it's figuring out what works for us because we all know that we need to figure out a way to part with this stuff because it's taking over our life, basically. And Dawn's going to keep coming up with gimmicks it's until true. we all find the courage <laughs> to get down to every last corner closet drawer in our life. I actually feel that that's my job, right? It's yeah. just like, what other way can we spin it? Like, what <laughs> other way can I give you permission, right? Like to just tell you like, it's okay. And that we've all made mistakes, but the only wrong thing that we can do more moving forward is to hang on to it just because we've paid money for it. Well, and so you, you had your gimmick, but then also you got to go to a house yeah, and actually like help somebody else declutter. So you are, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're not, you're pulling out all the stops. Yes. You're like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to invent things. I'm going to load up my trailer and I'm going to take Tom and we're going to go. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And we did. And, um, when we left Rachel's house, I was so glad that we pushed through the like anxiety and the fear. Um, because like at the end of it, I mean, I felt like I had this like adrenaline high at we, it was like two hours of decluttering in her bedroom. And then uh, next week we'll show like her built-in desk in her kitchen. Um, and like, she said the same thing too. She was like, I feel kind of like shaky now. Yeah. We made 
so many decisions. And, but it was good because throughout that time, we confronted so many like fantasy selves. And I don't always like the term fantasy self, but like it was self discovery, right? I haven't had time to use the essential oils. Like she literally held up a dish of essential oils and was like, I don't know what to do with these. Like I'm not using them, but what do you do with them, right? And the books on herbal cooking and the art supplies she wanted to do with her kids. And um, it's hard. Like it, hard. it really is. It is hard. But what I really hope I could, like hoped I could capture in that video was afterwards. And she said this several times throughout it. Why did I put this off for so long? She was like, this feels so good. Not having those piles on my bedroom floor. She's like, oh, not having those stacks on the desk in the kitchen. She's like, this feels so good. And I can't wait to show my husband. And so that sense of relief that comes when we finally deal with the stuff mm-hmm. is so good. And uh, on on Tuesday, the video was sponsored by Blinkist, which I'll put that link down below because I really do use Blinkist a lot. And one of the books uh, I often go back to is Eat That Frog. And one of their main tactics is if you have a task you don't want to do, is to think ahead to how good it's going to feel when you're done. And I'm like, if I could like bottle this up, that would be my next invention of Rachel's like (laughs) sense of relief and the decisions she didn't have to make anymore. It it was funny because there was like, it was in their master bedroom and they have nine kids, right? And so at the end of their bed, they had a couch with a TV and that was like an extra place where people could go and veg and, you know, get away. And she's like, a lot of nights I'll sit here. She has uh, twin boys that are nine months and she's like, I'll be feeding them at night. And she's like, I look at the pile and think like, I really need to go through that. Mm. I really need to go through that and how that hangs over head. And so that sense of relief when it was done, it was just, it was so invaluable. It was so cool to, to get to be a part of. Yeah. I think it, it just magnifies like what you're saying, just magnifies the fact and the truth that we are just not made for the things of this world, yeah. you know? And, and again, I feel like we're trying to, how many different ways can we yeah. communicate? <laughs> how many different ways can we encourage you? And so Don, I know you're not going to get to go to every house for every person who yeah. applies. And obviously there's people that live outside of Minnesota that it's not mm-hmm. even possible for you to come. So, you know, is it right now just what's the most practical thing you can offer? You know, I think what I, I really took away with from being with Rachel was sometimes we need someone there to talk it out with. I think, you know, a lot of us as women are like verbal processors. And so when she could say, like she could hold up the dish of essential oils, we all know how much she paid for those, right? How much she spent on it. And she could say, I really thought I would use these, but I haven't been. And as soon as those words come out of your mouth, I thought I would use them. I haven't been. I'm keeping it for someday. I wish I did. You know, when we hear those words come out of our mouth, it's, it was like she knew. I didn't even yeah. have to say anything, yeah. right? She was like, yeah, how do we get rid of these? <laughs> you know, and we were already on to the, like, the disposal process. And I don't think this person has to be a professional organizer. I don't no. think they have to know anything about decluttering. It's literally someone there, like you could use an older child or a neighbor or a sister or a friend. And, and just say like, sit there and I'm going to talk this stuff through. And if I say anything like someday should, could, would, then you're going to say, how should we dispose of it? Right. (laughs) Should we donate it or put it in the black trash bag? But to be able to let those words come out of our mouth and be like, like she said many times, I really thought my boys would be into art projects. I I really Mm. thought they would do this. I I thought I would use this curriculum. Um, I thought I would get photos into albums. I want to get that. And I'd be like, okay, how much time do we have right now? Right. You have nine kids. (laughs) You homeschool. You live on a farm. Um, 
And then for me, just be like, well, that's okay. Let's just put them in a bin for now, and yeah. they'll be there. They're safe. You know, they're safe and they're they're cared for. But we don't need to put that pressure on ourselves right now to get them into albums. So just having someone else there to hear us, to yep. listen to us. If it's something that's like sentimental, we can tell the story. Yep. You know, uh, just being able to to talk that out, to have that validation of somebody else listening. Um, you know, we've said like, you, you hear like, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody <laughs> hears it, like, did it happen? Like, if I go to declutter something and I didn't get to like tell you why and explain why I'm getting rid of something I've, I've, I've paid money for, like, sometimes we need that. <laughs> like, we need yeah. to be able to explain ourselves so we can then move on or to have someone say, that's totally okay. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's who we are, right? We're social mm-hmm. beings. Again, like you yeah. said, as women, like we're verbal processors, mm-hmm. many of us. Yeah. And um, I love now that you can even do that through technology. You oh, can totally yeah. have someone on FaceTime with yep. you. Yep. I mean, they can half be paying attention. They can be doing the dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like right. you said, I just, like, I just need to talk this out, okay? Yeah. And I just need to... Uh, to share it with someone. So I think that's awesome. And like you said, they don't have to be a professional. You yeah. Know, probably you just have to tell them, be ruthless. Yeah. That's it. And we're high utilitarian, right? I think as women, we're trained often or we've grown up not to waste anything, right? Oh, yeah. So again, to have someone be like, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, you know, Jesus, I, this is a scripture I wanted to share today. You know, Jesus had said he didn't have a place to lay his head. He had no home. You know, he didn't, he didn't maintain much, but it was a truth that he walked in that we're just not created for the things of this world. And they do tend to weigh us down. And so he said in Matthew 6, 19, do not store up for yourselves treasure on, on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And it's amazing how loaded that passage is because you know, the truth there is do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth. But he goes on to kind of like unpack it and allude to a few different things because moths in the East, he's what he's referring to is that in the East, part of a man's wealth would have been actually his fine clothing and linens. Mm. And so Jesus is alluding to the fact like, hey, like he's like, I'm going to get to the heart of this. Like if you're storing up your treasure in fine clothing, I'm telling you, you are one moth attack away from having nothing left to show for Mm. it you know and vermins would have actually looked at then or applied to someone who was storing up extra grain and Mm. trying to Mm -hmm. store up a bunch of food provision for themselves and he's like i'm telling you there's a lot of mice around here in palestine and and if they break in then they are going to destroy the food that you've tried to store up for yourself and thieves actually would have applied to the homes were often made of clay and it actually was pretty easy just to like dig through the walls. And so if you were trying to keep any gold or, or precious, you know, anything of value that way in your home, if a thief saw that you had it, they could during the night then dig a hole through your wall and steal. And so Jesus is like, hey, in just one little passage, I am going to get at the heart of anywhere you may be putting your trust yeah. and any <laughs> possessions that may be taking my place. Yeah. Because the the fact is that he said, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. its righteousness. Yeah. And then all of these things will be added onto you. And I think this applies to simple living because it's just, again, highlighting the fact that we're not made for the things of this world, mm-hmm. but it also should give us peace when the world is very volatile around us, that we don't have to try and store everything up, that we have a good and loving Father in heaven, and He promises to provide for us. 
Well, and I think we've all experienced this. How many times have we, oh, something was on clearance and like extra school supplies, right? And I'm like, I'm going to stock up. And and then inevitably a year later, you're like, oh, that's where all it was. And I already mm-hmm. rebought it all again. And yeah. I, I just feel like every time I have tried to stock up on Christmas something. wrapping paper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, it, it wasn't the right size. It wasn't the right season. It was something I happened to it. it. My basement flooded. Um, I, it expired before I got to use mm-hmm. it. I just feel like. It's just not how we're meant to operate, right? And I feel like we've experienced that, but yet our nature is still to like take more and take more and take more. And so it's not easy always to stop this habit. And that's honestly what I feel, that part of the pain of our generation and the anxiety that we're experiencing is trying to protect all that we have Mm, and then worrying about losing it. Yeah, yeah. And worrying about what will happen if I don't have this, I don't have these comforts, mm-hmm. I don't have everything that I've accumulated. Yeah. And again, I think that just goes back to this truth. Like Ju- Jesus isn't trying to like, he's never ever trying to like ruin our fun. Right. Or just be a really strict dad. Yeah. It's always with our best interest in mind. He's like, I'm trying to help you understand this is how your soul will prosper. Yeah. So if I'm suggesting any boundaries to you, it's because this truly is what's best for your soul yeah. and the the eternity that's within you. Yeah. And I mean, that's exactly what we've experienced with our house as we've decluttered and simplified. It's it's peaceful. It's joyful. It's easy to maintain. And I, I mean, it is counterintuitive and it's countercultural and it's, mm-hmm. it's not always easy, but I mean, it is just so worth pursuing. All right. So can I tell you my varmint story now, oh, Diana? No. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> All right, so like I said, I've been spending time outside, which is good because I feel like when I'm outside, like I, I've said this, as we talk like practically about not storing up treasures here, yeah. I've had to intentionally un- unfollow people on Instagram, right? Okay. I can't go on Facebook, ads follow you there, the Amazon, whatever. And so I go outside, right? I go outside, I'm going to water my trees, I'm going to water my flowers. So about two nights ago, I was watering the flowers out in front of the little barn and there was a mouse behind like my lily I was not barefoot at this point but there was a mouse and I'm like oh Oh. and like we have cats outside and I'm like they need to find it I'm like looking I'm like where's the cat I like want to bring the cat over there right (laughs) and so and then I'm like okay whatever it it disappeared into the barn I went I kept going so then today I was out watering the trees and I went to bring the hose over and I was like for a split second I'm like that looks like a snake and then I was like, no, I bet it's a piece of rope from like how the trees were tied up when Tom planted them. Oh, and then I look a little bit closer and I'm like, oh, that's a snake. And it moved a little bit because the no. hose like was by it. It was just a gardener snake. So it's like black and it has a like, two yellow stripes on its Minnesota, back. In Minnesota, there are no deadly snakes. No, so we're very fortunate. This is me like completely overreacting. But, but it was I, a good size one. My right now, just you talking yeah. about this. And so then I went and got, Tom was working outside and I like went and got him and I'm like, ah, can you take care of a snake quick? And uh, he was too slow. We went back over there and it was already gone. And so then we're having the conversation. Would we rather, like, would you rather have mice or snakes? Like, cause snakes will eat mice. But mice right? will get in the house. Yeah. But snakes can get in houses too. Oh. Yeah. can. Anyways, we both agreed we'd rather have mice than I snakes. Would. Yeah. Slower, like, <laughs> don't sneak up on you as much. I feel like a snake yeah, oh, just yeah. all of a sudden is like there, there. in the rocks. They're or so under quick. Your foot. Yeah. 
So it does give me a new awareness now when I'm out with the trees. I couldn't care less about bumblebees. I am like all on like snake alert <laughs> when I'm out there. I think I would almost rather be stung by a bee than scared by a snake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. I'm like hardly even scared of bee stings. <laughs> <laughs> Got my white vinegar. I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. But so you're saying you have a deep understanding of when Burmans. I think that's what I was. How I was trying to tie it in. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. But have you? I mean, we've had. We grew up right in the country, so we had mice, and they would chew things, and they'd ruin food, and they would get into stuff, yeah. and so it is. It's just more to manage. It's more to take care of, and it takes our attention away from what's most important. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get I at. I think you did a great job <laughs> illustrating that for me. So, Father, uh, thank you for the smiles, Lord. Thank you for this time together. And thank you for this truth, Lord, that you know what's best for us. Lord, that you're you're simply trying to guide us, Lord, into fullness of life, fullness of joy, and fullness of peace, Lord Jesus. And so we just pray that you would help us to prioritize. Lord, help us to prioritize what's eternal. Help us to prioritize our connection with you and with our, our family and with our loved ones, Lord God. And help us, Lord, truly to make room for what's most important, Lord Jesus, and that we would place our trust fully in you, that we would know that you are a good and loving Father and that you are faithful to provide, Lord God. So I just pray that that truth would sink deep into our hearts today, Lord, that we would get an even greater revelation of your goodness and your nearness and your love for us. And I just bless each one of us now in Jesus' name. Amen.